You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Inspiring women, bold vision, and powerful insights to help you use speaking to build a thriving business. This is Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. Now, for today's show. Welcome to another episode of Speaker Success Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, according to Peter Kostenbaum, authentic leadership is not only to be better, but to be different. It is to work smarter, not harder. We seek transformation, not just improvement. Now, someone who speaks about what it means to be an authentic leader, specifically Feminine Leadership is my guest today, Tina Everett. Tina is the founder of the International Feminine Leadership School and she's the creator of Powerful UTV. The school's mission is to inspire women all over the world to unleash, to free and embody their feminine leader within so that they can trust their purpose. And Powerful UTV also provides practical spirituality, actionable wisdom, inspiration and some pretty great resources so make sure you uh, check them out after today's show now on today's show tina's going to share strategies to help us shift our mindset as a feminine leader she's also going to talk about practices to activate your feminine power center can't wait to hear what those are tina as well as tools to accelerate your success in business and in relationships so welcome to the show Thank you. It's so great to be here with you. I think when we think uh, talking about speakers, one of the things that really allows them to step uh, authentically out on stage, so what we're talking about is really that inner confidence shining through, I think really can relate specifically what, to what you're talking about. We love to, to give uh, guests an opportunity. What was it that directed you or that really inspired you to step into this space, really helping women um, the, in the Feminine Power Centre? Love for you to give a snapshot for us so we can kind of see how you transitioned into this area. Yeah, you know, what comes to mind is um, I've always been an ambitious young woman <laughs> ever since I was little, very creative, uh, just always exploring and always striving and curious for more. And as I got older and became more educated and, you know, was on my career path, I, you know, suddenly was in that, you know, very masculine vein of competition and performing and strategy. And I really lost my way. I mean, I was doing everything I was told, everything I should do and really pushing really hard. And I think I just broke down on so many levels. And when it came to speaking, I was terrified because I was so disconnected. I was so disembodied. Um, I was memorizing everything. I was trying to be perfect. Mm. And it wasn't working. And so it wasn't until I really learned how to embody my feminine presence and really claim the lead in my life and really be okay showing up just like today no script no plan you know things started to open up for me and public speaking became more of a challenge for me how can i stay present how can i really be engaging and open and connecting to people because that's what it's all about i'm not up there to 
be anything but that. I mean, that's what feels good. That's when I'm in my joy. That's what creates satisfaction. That's what creates success. So mm. it was a journey, uh, professional and personal, and a lot of uh, ups and downs, but really it's complex and it's simple. It's so much about just being comfortable in your skin, mm-hmm. being clear about your message and your purpose, having support, and giving yourself a place to to share that, like just like on this platform, which yeah. I'm so grateful for. Great. Thank you for sharing that. And the reason why I think that's so important is that many of us who are women in the workplace, and I've even spoken to women leaders, CEOs, CFOs, who similar, who had a similar story in that when they started to, to work around the boardroom and with their male counterparts, they, they tried to keep up with them in, in the sense that worked, um, you know, the, the long hours and things like that. And I think as women, we need to realise and recognise that we uh, operate differently and it's okay to, to show up with our own energy and, and how we work best. And it's not till we give ourselves permission to do that, whether it be working in the workplace, in our own business, speaking on stage, and that is when we really can leverage our skills, our gifts, our talents, and uh, collaborate with our male counterparts. So it's not about the competition, not about trying to keep up, but rather uh, finding out what allows you to do your best work and uh, giving yourself permission. In fact, some women I've even had that have ended up being sick, like life-threatening illnesses because of that fact. And that's, of course, what you're going to talk about today. So for those of us who are also ambitious and we're, we're driven and we've got you know goals and dreams and, and ahead of us and what we want to achieve in our business, what are some strategies that we really need to be mindful of so we can start to shift our mindset to become more of that feminine leader? Yeah. Well, presence should always precede strategy is what I say. And what I mean by that is really being grounded and centered within yourself and being able to work on expanding your capacity to really be in that place, even when there's chaos going on around you. Because when do you ever speak and things go perfectly? I mean, there's always something that is unexpected and you need to be able to roll with it. So one of the strategies that I have really practiced and continue to practice is not just being present, but choosing a really satisfying thought. So it's kind of like getting my vibration into a place where I'm appreciative, where I am feeling literally good. So the question I ask a lot of women is how do you want to feel? You know, because how you feel inside is how you're going to connect and what you're going to project outward. And so a lot of us have these checklists of all these things we need to do logistically tasks, and that's important. Mm -hmm. But how do you want to feel when you're up there speaking? How do you want to feel when you step off that stage and with your message? And so that is just so important in all areas of our life. But Mm. how do you want to feel? Um, Are you in touch with really your intention and and your desires and are you able to keep reaching for that satisfaction so that you can expand your capacity to stay in that place longer because Mm -hmm. when we are leveling up and we are expanding you know everybody has those gremlins that are talking at us that are trying to sabotage that success that self-doubt and that fear and that's part of the game that contrast to really Mm -hmm. be able to stand your ground be open 
-hmm. listen, connect when you're in a, a stress position, a stressful position, yeah. which is anytime we're trying to grow, right? Anytime mm -hmm. you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Yes. So really that's, that's a big one. And, and there's a lot to that. Mm. Sounds simple, but I really love that. I love that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we need to be mindful of when we're talking about any of these strategies is that if it's something that, particularly around our mindset, there are certain beliefs and habits and behavior that we need to retrain, if you will. So often we, we implement something and it doesn't work or, or it's, it starts to work and then all of a sudden the technology might um, not work. You know, here you're on the stage in front of hundreds of people and in, inside you're just mounting and on the outside you're keep calm, keep calm. But I think it's one of those things, I'm sure that you re reinforce this with your clients, is that it's going to take time. But the most important thing is that we do intentionally continue to do that. And then all of a sudden you'll realize you'll be in a, a situation where previously you might have just completely forgotten what your name was or who you were. And then you just <laughs> continue to see yourself and hear yourself uh, introduced and just go with what you know is to be true and, and what you're speaking about. That's, I'm sure, something you remind uh, all of us of and your clients c consistently, yes? Yeah, and also not being afraid to just be transparent. Yes. Um, you know, we're all human and, you know, sometimes just naming. I mean, mm. of course, it depends on the crowd and your topic, but, but really just, just having a human moment, yeah. being transparent about what's going on if, if there's a blip. Yeah. Um, people really appreciate that and can connect to you. So yeah. letting go of your perfection, just showing up and being you and mm -hmm. really embracing who you are. We are all so, so different. So another thing about strategy and presence is not comparing yourself to anyone else. It's mm -hmm. great to have mentors, people that inspire you, that you look up to, but then find your own rhythm in that. You know, yes. don't be afraid to find your stride and and, you know, uh, failing is part of it, right? <laughs> Thank goodness I'm okay with that because I would have given up a long time ago. Oh, long time absolutely. Ago. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm seeing is actually a shift, and I'm sure that you're seeing this too, when we're looking at some of the content that's being shared across various social media platforms. And as we know as speakers, you know, what we're doing outside of the stage continues to build our personal brand and, and obviously continue to support us in getting those speaking opportunities. And what I'm seeing is getting a lot of engagement from the community on those platforms are those stories of vulnerability, of honesty, of learnings and of insights. And I think that, not, not wanting to be gen generalizing here, but I think women, we're able to do that because we have been having conversations with our girlfriends over a coffee and sharing those kind of stories. And I think now, even our male counterpart, men are now starting to do that too, be more open in their, in their and being transparent and, and vulnerable. Are you seeing that too? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that when women are more comfortable being transparent and open, it gives men the permission to do so as well. Yes. Because when women are more in their masculine and they're competing with the men, they're not able to really be in that place that mm. just to be able to be more open and authentic. They somehow, like we all do, have to protect and, and have some sort of a defense or a mass, you know, to... I don't know, project something that we're not. Mm. <laughs> and that's the worst thing to sort of fake it so you make it. Oh my gosh. Don't, yes. that's, that is exhausting. It's it such is. a waste of energy. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love what you're saying. And I think giving ourselves permission to show up as who we are is not going to drain us from our energy. You say it's going to empower others to do the same. 
And uh, I love that and I can really see that that continues to help shift that mindset so that when we are faced, and we are faced on a daily basis, as you say, with various challenges and obstacles, we're able to move through those and continue uh, sharing our message and, and making an impact in the world. Let's talk about some practices to activate your feminine power centre. But first, before we do that, explain for us, what is your feminine power centre? <laughs> Your feminine power center is really in the home of your hips and your pelvis as a woman. Mm -hmm. And your essence is, is like three inches below your navel, right in the center of your pelvis. And for many reasons, women aren't, or they're not connected there. Maybe yeah. they don't have a sensation there, but it's really about letting your energy drop down as opposed to being so much in that effort in your upper body, shoulders, arms, that's the more masculine. So mm -hmm. your feminine power is an energy that is within you. It, it never goes away, but it can get kind of clamped off. Mm. So the way we access it sometimes, if we want to shift our energy is through movement. And there's a lot of practices, the art of feminine presence is what I'm trained in. And mm. a lot of practices help you bring more movement and awareness and energy there that's really the reservoir mm -hmm. for all of your energy so if you imagine if it's not accessible if you're not aware of it then mm -hmm. you're going to tend to over effort up in your upper body and you're going to be up in your head and you're going to be trying to figure everything out from here mm -hmm. when you're able to drop down and be more in yourself in the flow you're just so much more receptive you feel fuller mm. and well, you're you just are okay with your power it doesn't scare you yes <laughs> Would you say not afraid that of that, your own power. No, absolutely. I, I wonder as you're explaining that, I, I, you know, we often say, you know, your intuition, our gut feeling, maybe how men would, would describe that. Is that kind of what you're talking about there too, that often women, we turn off, because I've had instances where I have instinctively thought of something and then I've gone with my head. I've gone and processed it, you know, analysed it and then gone with my head and then later on it's kind of like I should have just did trusted that gut feeling that instinct feeling which I had first is that kind of or, or open that up is that what you're talking about absolutely it's along the same line so we can make decisions from our head mm. primarily from our heart or from like our power center mm. so oftentimes when I'm faced with a decision I'll drop first down into that womb space into that um, feminine power center within my pelvis I'll make sure that there's fluidity there then I'll bring it up into my heart and check it, and then maybe up into my head. So it needs to be circulating through your vertical core, mm -hmm. which is your alignment, right? Mm. I mean, there's so many schools of thought, even the Native Americans said that your diaphragm area is the horizon between heaven and earth. So in a way, it's like just really lining yourself up, dropping mm. down and trusting, trusting in yourself trust is a big thing mm -hmm. trusting in your power for many years i was so disconnected from it because i was afraid of my power when we're powerful we have to confront things mm -hmm. there's a lot of responsibility with being powerful and and leading your life mm. you know you're not hiding out you're not hiding behind anybody no. you're willing to be seen and heard and make mistakes yes and that's very raw very vulnerable and very real and mm. we're not always raised and held in that space in our culture yeah. to, to be operating from there yeah so if um, someone recognizes that they really do 
think a lot with their mar with their brain, you know, that um, their head uh, and their shoulders are probably, if we're operating uh, in this area, you say we, many of us may have stiff shoulders or maybe that's because we sit in front of computers all day. But what are some practices that uh, we can then more align, if you will, and really start to tap into that, that instinct, that gut, you know, that intuition? Yeah, I think the first thing to do, even right here, is to first bring your awareness all the way down into your feet, mm -hmm. right? And let your feet land on the ground, whether you're standing or you're sitting. Yes. Soften your knees a little bit. And then I would have a woman particularly bring one hand to her lower belly, right below her navel, and maybe the other hand on her sacral area mm -hmm. so that she's sandwiching that space in the core of her pelvis. And then I would have her maybe move her hips a little bit, shift her weight side to side, close her eyes and just drop down mm -hmm. and see if she's able to just breathe lower in her body. Yeah. So it takes time and it takes willingness to kind of get out of our own way. Mm. You know, sometimes we can't figure things out in our head and I'll often um, invite women to, to try dropping down when they are in that place of overwhelm, mm. when they are in that place of survival, kind of fight flight, because they're, we, often women come to me and they're all caught up in there and they can't even, their tunnel vision, they, they can't even see, you know, all around them. And when we're able to drop down, things just shift. Yes. It's so interesting. it's about slowing down and dropping down and in. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a big part of it. Sounds so simple, right? Well, you know what? I think sometimes the simplest of things, like just taking time, sitting down and breathing, and we, we know, we've heard and, and read that we often breathe only in the upper part of our diaphragm. However, we need to slow down and take deeper breaths because that's healthier for us. And as you're saying, um, you know, explaining that, what I've noticed that sometimes if I'm stuck, I will actually shift. I will shift. So there's that kinesthetic movement. And even when I'm thinking, um, you know, of certain things, I, I notice my body actually starts moving. So I'm wondering whether it's actually bringing that in and, and, and learning, you know, bringing it into your muscles, so to speak. So all of that really uh, continues to, to build that to the point where when you do it more often, it becomes just part of who you are. Often we don't even realize that we're doing it because it just becomes part of our our nature so that we can be more yeah. centered yeah we learn how to reset and yeah. also what happens is we learn how to become curious about where we're at mm -hmm. you know how is it that we feel physically yes. how is it that we feel emotionally spiritually mentally in this moment mm. and stay connected to that as we're moving out into the world mm. and when we start to get overwhelmed it's a sign that we need to drop back in and navigate from a, a more deeper place within mm -hmm. um it's such a good practice and then we just become more in the flow and more in alignment and less in our head trying to you know figure everything out and, and less intense another symptom of being in your head is you're not curious about what someone else is saying mm -hmm. you're sort of not listening to connect but you're judging and you're rejecting and you're thinking about what you're going to say yes. then you know you're up in your head and maybe even out of your body mm -hmm. so it's like as simply as dropping down and once you learn the practices you know you just become more it's like going to the gym and building the muscle you're just yeah. more in shape mm -hmm. you're more conditioned 
to be in a higher vibrational place and so much more connected to your reservoir of energy. Mm, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I, I love the way that you've said it and, and how I, I, I can kind of see that it works for, for me. If I'm being triggered by some something that someone is saying, you immediately go into that inner chatter and what are you going to say and things like that. I often use that as an indication. What's, what's going on in me that I need to, to deal with or look at because that's causing you know me to, to feel ups, upset or about something um, once you do that I think um, you're then able to, to listen to where that person is and appreciate them or even to say you know put yourself in their shoes why are they saying this and how can you react in a way that's going to have a, an outcome that is beneficial to to you both otherwise as you say you're just not listening and the conversation doesn't go far at all very important let's look at some tools to accelerate our success in business and relationships i mean everything that you've spoken about today can certainly help but there are there some other insights that you want to share today yeah well you know i think that the utter definition of success is really joy in the moment mm. and in order to be joyful mm. we have to figure out what it is we have to confront yes. and that's often whatever we're, we're resisting so anytime mm. we're resisting something it's fear and it's not a bad thing. You know, we don't want to never have fear and never have resistance. I mean, think about cycling. You, I'm a cyclist, so it's like you need resistance on the wheel to go forward to build momentum to get traction. So it's learning how to meet resistance and know when you're in it so that you can reach for a slightly better feeling state to, re to get that out of the way, to, to clear the cobwebs, to not let that self-doubt cloud your vision and so that you can constantly or continuous i should say continuously be in a state of, of more joy that is really i think the definition of success whether it's in your work and areas of your life and your love life mm. um, when we are in resistance we're stuck we are not able to move forward with what we want to do you know that's where you know as a ther as a licensed therapist obviously i have people coming into my office and and re seeking my help and guidance because they have issues they have problems going on yes and we get so attached to the story mm. we get so attached to renewing those programs in our head and you know i think that i've been so successful because in order to accelerate that it's like you have to stick a cog in the wheel yeah. and help them see where they're resistant see what they don't want to confront confrontation has such a bad word and be able to move through it and beyond it and then be okay with being happy like yes. it's okay to be joyful no one is going to burst your bubble so how much can you expand that so again that's a, an amazing way that i've had to learn to accelerate success to be able to really manifest what i want mm -hmm. and sustain it even when i fall on my face yeah. even when i run into really tough challenges mm -hmm. i'm not set back three, five steps, I'm able to, you know, rewire, kind of reboot and be on my way. And yeah. so that's what really, I think, accelerates and keeps us youthful, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Even, right? Something <laughs> else that uh, I think can be really beneficial, especially when you're thinking about women, is often when we're getting out there and we're having conversations with potential uh, key event organizers and conference organizers and even potential clients, sometimes there will be opportunities and then other times no opportunities. So we get that no. And I think women, we often can really resonate it and we don't like rejection. 
because often our work and what we're doing is very much deeply connected to who we are, we're providing services and, and our expertise. So a no uh, often is really something that pierces you know, deep within us. I'm, sh I'm certain that this is something that you also see and what you've just shared said can certainly help us continue to get out there and look at no's is look that's just an opportunity that wasn't right for me. I'd love you to share some insights around this because I know it'll be so helpful. Yeah, oh, that we uh, no one wants to not be liked. Um, no one wants to not be perceived as competent. And who wants to be rejected? And so I think when we're stepping out and sharing our message, and it maybe doesn't land with someone, like maybe we don't make the sale or we don't get the speaking opportunity, it is so easy to just get deflated and maybe, um, you know, <laughs> batten down the hatches yeah. for some time and not go out and get vulnerable again. Mm. And that's the thing is it's, it's like, how can we look at it as an opportunity to um, ask more questions, to get more curious? Maybe there's things we need to be clear on, or, or maybe, you know, it just wasn't, it was just an opportunity that it's, it's like another door opening. So mm -hmm. I guess I tend to be very optimistic about it. It's not that it doesn't hurt, but it's like, the challenge is not letting it knock you down so far that you're not trying mm. and, and continuing to get support and feedback from the right people. So that's key. You know, it's like if you are applying for a speaking opportunity and you don't get it, maybe look at was that the best fit? Mm. Was the audience going to be receptive to your message? What are the event organizers like? Who are you under the influence of? When you go and ask for support, who is it that you're asking? Is it someone who understands um, what success really is, that it's about really being present and being in your joy? Or is it, is it about, you know, contorting and trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and being someone that you're not? Mm. So I think I'm, I'm kind of answering the question, but it's like, these are all the things that I had to figure out because... I was stuck for a long time, terrified of getting out there. Yeah. I still get challenged with it, right? We're all human. Oh, I think we all uh, can resonate we with don't that. Know. <laughs> but if everybody said yes all the time, um, it's more of our yes. How do we want to feel? Mm. Are we saying yes to it? If, if we're sort of like, yes, but no, that mm. vibration is, is going to land oh, and our right. desire is going to get squashed. We're going to get in our logic. Well, I want that speaking gig, but I don't know what I'm going to say. What am I going to mm. wear? And we start to get in our own way. Yeah. Often it, it, <laughs> uh, it is us and what we're telling ourselves that are keeping uh, us stuck. And, you know, for years, um, the whole rejection thing is something that I know that I certainly uh, struggled with too. And, and it get, gets to that point often that, well, when you don't ask, uh, someone once said to me, one of my mentors, because I, I hid out, I, I hid out, I actually didn't ask people. And she said, you do realise that by not asking, the answer is still no. And when she said that, I went, mm, you're absolutely right. Uh, but it's something that we continue to move through. Tina, it's been an absolute pleasure and delight speaking with you today. I know that we've only just covered the surface of what you've spoken about today. And uh, certainly uh, people can connect with you and reach out to you. What is the best way for them to do that? The best way is probably just to go visit my website. I'm always updating it. There's a lot of great free resources there. There's one on authentic leadership. Um, 
It's all about your life leadership style. There's an assessment, just tons of goodies. So that would be at the International Feminine Leadership School.com. Super easy domain. And yeah, and I would love to have a conversation with anybody about any of this stuff at any time. It's fascinating. Oh, it is, it is. And as you say, when we give ourselves permission to just step out onto stage or have a conversation with a prospective client uh, in who we are and bringing that through, there's a level of inner confidence that shines through that will often, re well, will really help you support to build engagement with uh, whomever it is that you're speaking with and uh, opportunities certainly uh, open up for you. So we certainly recommend people go and visit the website and check out all of your resources. And uh, thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. If you're ready to share your message in a bigger way so you can build a thriving business, get your free Speaker Success Plan at speakersuccessgift.com. 